Welcome to the High Profit Event Show. My name is Rudy Rodriguez, founder of the Virtual Event Sales Team and Wingman Coaching Worldwide. We provide world-class self-support services with integrity. And on this podcast, we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off. Each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes, so stay tuned. Welcome to today's episode. We have a special guest, Ms. Shay Wheat. Welcome, ma'am. What's up, everybody? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you here. And um, and for our audience, I want to give a little background on how we met and uh, your your area of expertise so it can really like lean. And I think this is going to be a really great episode on learning how to monetize uh, their live events. Uh, you know, you're the CEO of Grace and Ease Productions, and you support entrepreneurs with event-based marketing and sales strategies. And uh, and you really help entrepreneurs build their authority, the credibility, and visibility while scaling their businesses and saving time and money with events. And you've worked with uh, some pretty powerful people, including uh, Dr. Oz and Lisa Nichols, and uh, you and your your company, Ease and Grace, have accounted for over twenty eight million in revenue um, and helping acquire over thirty seven hundred clients and impacting over twenty nine thousand event attendees. Wow. <laughs> And it constantly grows. So I probably need to update that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've been involved in all sorts of aspects of event planning and promotion and sales and really excited to have you on today's show to, to pick your brain and learn how we can uh, continue to improve our monetization strategies at our live events. Absolutely. And that's kind of like the key piece I hear a lot of people is like, how do I actually make money from my events? I don't want to lose my shirt, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's key, right? Having a profitable event, a profitable yeah. and impactful event. Yeah. yeah. So um, I would love to just maybe briefly share a little bit about your background as far as, you know, your journey from getting introduced to the event industry with Dr. Oz and how you could now become the CEO of Ease and Grace. And then we'll jump into um, monetization strategies and how you help entrepreneurs make more money with their live events. Yeah, I, I kind of like to think I, I fell into the business. So uh, years, you know, 10 years ago, I was speaking on a stage because as we all know, speaking on stage is the fastest path to cash, right? To get in front of your ideal audience, you need to be on stages. So I was on a multi-speaker event and they one of those ones where you pass the microphone back and forth. And so I was just kind of messing around with the guy in front of me and I'm like, hey, dude, don't go spitting on my mic. And he's like, you're funny. Who are you? Well, come to find out he was the head of education for Dr. Oz's nonprofit. I'm like, oh my goodness. I just met his sister Saval at Maria Shriver's women's conference when she was the first lady of California. And he's like, hold on. She's best friends with our CEO and we're doing a women's conference. You should help us. And I went, Okay. <laughs> So that was my first gig as an associate producer. I was in charge of over 70 speakers and 100 volunteers. So that was my first introduction to the world of events. Uh, jump right into the deep end. And now I've been doing it for 10 years and I get to play with all kinds of different thought leaders and speakers and coaches and experts all around the world, which I absolutely love. So cool. Yeah. So you've been doing it for 10 years now as a CEO of uh, Ease and Grace. Grace and Ease. Yeah, Grace exactly. Ease, thank you. I like that name because at the end of the day, people want to have events and have everything go smoothly with 
grace and ease, right? They want to get the results and the outcome, not with stress, but with grace and ease. That's a good name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so would you say when you first really started getting involved with supporting entrepreneurs with live events, what were some of the most uh, surprising aspects of the business for you? Maybe some of the initial challenges that you faced yeah. when you had to monetize live events. Well, in the beginning, um, thankfully, I, I was working with a number of people that already understood the power of events and they just needed extra support in implementing, right? So in the beginning, I was very like implementation. Okay, what do you want to do? Let me go ahead and run it and produce it and just kind of be that yin to your yang, you're front of stage, I'm back of stage, I'm making everything happen so that you can really shine. As I started to progress and really started to understand the power of events, especially sales and enrollment or conversion events, the things I started to see out in the marketplace from a lot of thought leaders and speakers and coaches and experts out there, people that have some type of high ticket offer, were wanting to do events, but doing the wrong events at the wrong time in their business. So they would go, oh, I want to do a summit or I want to do, you know, a three day event. I want to do a one day event. I'm like, "Okay, great. That's wonderful. Tell me about who it is that you serve and what is your offer and, you know, what are the goals and intentions? And they looked at me with like this blank look on their face. And I'm like, "Okay, so you're not ready yet. Right. Like they saw the shiny object out there of all the gurus doing everything. But what they didn't realize is they were in a phase of business that wasn't going to support them in hosting events right there. So what I've come to realize is there's actually five phases of events to scale and leverage when you should be doing certain events at certain times in your business. So I'll run through them real quick. Phase one is you are literally not doing any events. You're getting clients, getting them crazy awesome results until you have about five, I'm sorry, eight to 10 paying clients. Then you move into phase two, which is your visibility, where your goal is to get more visible. Use the free platforms, be guests on other people's stages, other people's webinars, podcasts, summits, and start sponsoring events to the point where you're you're reaching about 5K a month consistently. You then move into phase three, which is grow. So you keep growing your visibility, create your own stages now. So now you can host the masterclasses, the webinars, the summits and obtain larger speaker sponsorships to the point where you're making about 10K a month. Then you move to phase four, which is scale. And this is where you start to really start scaling your conversations and looking at going from one-on-one sales conversations to one-to-many with like a one-day enrollment or a retreat or a workshop because you now have the income of having team and having somebody like myself come in and support you and look at the strategy of actually making it happen. And then phase five is where you are completely in your zone of genius. You're continuing to grow your client base. You're delegating everything else to your team. You're starting to establish those systems to leverage your time. And you're really utilizing those three-day sales and enrollment events to create a community of raving fans so that you can just offer your program and that one-to-many model be done in three days and then just fulfill upon it, right? So it's kind of like a stair-step way of where you're going from the beginning, working out your offer, making sure that it's actually something people will buy. Then you go out to a larger stage, a larger stage, a larger stage until you're hosting your own and really utilizing it as an opportunity to leverage your time, money, and your team. 
Wow, that's cool. I like how you share the progression of like stages of business where people are at and it is a progression. Mm -hmm. uh, I can definitely relate to the whole shiny object thing and wanting to do exactly what everybody else does, skipping steps. And great to have someone like you in, in the corner who who knows the patterns, knows the stages and can identify them and, and help guide, you know, where the best area of focus is when it comes to an event. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, in Ethan Gates Productions, you're known for your, your unique monetization strategies. Um, can you maybe expand on that a little bit more and just and talk about how you help a client um, create a monetization strategy for their live event? Maybe give some examples. I think that'd be very helpful for our audience. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're looking at events, there, there are so many things that people are like, how do I just enroll people into my programs. Well, it goes a lot deeper into that, right? So when we're looking at monetizing, we're taking a look at your audience. We're taking a look at your sales. We're looking at your revenue streams and we're looking at your event budgets. These are all different, what we call power plays that create a high profit event. So when you're looking at attendance, you know, people are like, how do I fill my room? How do I sell more tickets? How do I get people to show up? right? That's probably the biggest question I get all the time. And then in terms of the sales piece, it's, okay, what is your offer? Within your offer, one, is it the right offer? So for example, one of my clients came back to me, we've done three-day sales and enrollment events for them. They came to me and they said, oh, we want to go ahead and do a summit. I'm like, okay, great. Tell me more. What are we offering from this summit? Because you always start with the end in mind and then you reverse engineer from that. What is the goal and intention? What are we trying to do? Because that will determine the type of event we're using as well. And she said, well, through pandemic, we pretty much loved on our audience so much, we need to bring in more people into our space. Okay, great. A summit's a great place to do that. It's a lead gen, you know, building your audience type of opportunity. They wanted to bring in a thousand new leads onto their list. Great. Summit's a great thing for that as well. What are we offering? What is this leading to? And she's like, oh, we want to offer our $20,000 package. I said, that's not going to work. <laughs> and she's like, okay. I was like, you know, when you're doing a summit, we need to stair step them. You can't go straight into a 20K. And so they went back and they talked to the team and they said, okay, this is what we want to do. Oh, the other thing is they wanted to do it for very super high level CEOs. And I said, super high level CEOs are not showing up on summits. They won't listen to them. So that's not going to work. You know, do you want to stick to a summit and do, you know, your, your authors and your speakers and the personal development route, or do you want to go CEOs? And so they came back and they said, okay, we do want to be with our personal development group. Okay, fantastic. And we want to make an offer into our 8K program. Okay, I can work with that, right? So from there, we ended up taking a look at, you know, who are the guest speakers that they want and are we making any offers during the event in terms of strategy sessions? You can't offer straight an 8K program directly from a summit, right? Because you haven't built enough rapport and relationship with them. So what we're taking a look at is how does it actually fit into that client and customer journey when it comes to the sale and your offer? That's going to allow you to convert more people. And we also take a look at the price point so that you can increase your sales. So in the end, with that summit, we ended up having, it was completely virtual. It was completely pre-recorded. They ended up having um, 1,500 plus people added to their list. 
They had a $97 VIP upgrade, which also gave them a boot camp. For those that didn't want to be VIP, we ended up having a downsell for people that just wanted to do just the boot camp um, and not get all the other VIP goodies for $47. In the boot camp, they ended up making an offer into their program. And they also offered strategy sessions during the summit as well. So in the end, they ended up making about $90,000 at the end of the summit. And then we looked at their follow-up plan, which then was going to support them in bringing on probably another 20, 25 people into their program, right? Which you don't really hear people talking about in their summits. There's a system. There is a whole way that we monetize this and we have to look at it from the very end and then backtrack everything from there, right? So that goes into the sales piece. Um, In terms of our revenue streams, we're looking at sponsors, VIP upgrades, downsells, live stream versus in-person versus hybrid, all of the different pieces that we can monetize the event. And then from the event budget standpoint, we're really looking at how do we reduce the cost, right? If you're in person, you're paying for room rental and food and beverage and room block. How do we how do we make that reduce cost? In our negotiations, we're going through a ton of different things to make it so you don't have to pay everything, right? We get you the best rates on the hotel and the venue, and we hire the AV team so that you're not using somebody from the hotel that's union and doesn't know what you need to do, and then you're charged extra and so on and so forth, right? So those are kind of like the power plays and the, the ways that we monetize when we're doing consulting with our clients of like, where are we at? And here are the big blocks that we need to address when it comes to your event. And frankly, when it comes to your business as a whole. Yeah, what I'm hearing from all that, Shay, is that you start with the end in mind. Yes. Um, and you get clear on what is the outcome of the event, who are, your, who are you speaking to, what are you offering, and making sure it's the right event fit because i heard you know it's true like high level ceos are not going to sit on a free summit you know you gotta you gotta know your your audience and your medium and your offering it has to be a match on all three exactly. uh, really and i love that you do that and another thing that I took away from what you shared is this idea of the uh when working with a hotel uh managing the hiring of the av team i've heard so many nightmare stories around that specifically on uh like you said like they hire a union group that is just very resistant and they don't know exactly what you need and so cool that you know you as a event producer actually can take charge of vetting and finding a, an AD team that can fit the needs and the objectives of the event that's really awesome yeah because when you're doing an event you're not doing like a nine to five right it's yeah. like you're there setting up the day before you're there in the morning doing tech checks you've got guest speakers coming in they've got all their tech checks you've got team so i mean they end up being 12 15 hour days sometimes and when you're working with somebody that doesn't understand that on the av side and doesn't understand like oh well that wasn't in the spreadsheet but really understands oh you mentioned something on on the stage about how you love I don't know, a certain song by Pink or something. And the AV person's able to go, oh, I got this song and starts to play it during the event. Like that just adds extra juice and just community relationship and building and like everybody's in it together. It's that experiential part that you're just not going to get from somebody that doesn't understand our world. Yeah. Wow. 
So cool. And uh, on that note, I know one of you mentioned it before, and it's a little bit touch on it, getting people to attend the event. I know that's one of the biggest things, whether it's virtual and getting them to show up on the Zoom or even in person and they have a ticket to get them to actually get on the flight, get to the hotel. Yeah. Like, what, what are some uh, maybe monetization strategies or tips that you can give around increasing short rate to an event? Because I know that's a very top of mind challenge for, for our audience. Yeah, exactly. So um, depending on the type of event, right? This is going to be a little bit different if it is a masterclass versus a three-day event. But regardless, both of those opportunities, you can utilize this strategy, which is when somebody registers, what is what happens to them afterwards? What is the client nurture journey? So, you know, we send the thank you. That's like, I'm so excited. Uh, can't wait to see you. Let's just stick for today. Let's do a three-day event that's in person for this example, okay? So we're gonna go ahead and nurture them. We're gonna send them emails. We're gonna send them reminders of when they need to get their hotel and what they need to bring with them. Um, depending on how far out we end up selling the ticket, because you can be selling tickets three months out from the event, we might end up doing another smaller event leading into the bigger event. So if you had um, sponsors or you yourself as the event host, you can host a virtual event that's just an hour Zoom, kind of a masterclass type of thing that would get them ready. For the event or if you had sponsors it would be introducing the sponsors and this is who you're, you're going to meet and this is what you're going to learn from them or you have guest speakers right so it's dropped in there because the reason a lot of people don't um, see very good show up rates is because they forget to ace and ace stands for attract connect and enroll so when they say yes to purchasing a ticket, whether it be a free ticket or an actual paid ticket, they're saying yes to registering. They're not necessarily saying yes to showing up. So we have to, once they say yes to that, we have to ace again. We have to attract them, connect with them, and enroll them to actually show up. So going back to our in-person event, we actually do welcome calls. Like we suggest all of our clients to pick up the phone and reach out to the people that have bought a ticket. Yes, it's more work. Yes, it's more labor intensive, but it gets results, right? We all want this human connection. And so if you want a higher show up rate, you have to put in the work in order to get them to show up and feel connected to you and your community. So it doesn't necessarily have to be you, but it can be your team or it can be your sales team, which is even better because it allows them to go ahead and get to know the sales team and the sales team knows what's going on with Rudy, right? What, why is Rudy showing up? What are you hoping to get out of this event, Rudy? What can we add into our run of show to make it even better for you? Like do that mining for gold to support them and going, oh, okay, they, they hear me, they understand me. And they're actually going to deliver upon the promise that they said was, I was of what I was going to get out of the event. So that's one of the biggest pieces uh, for show up rate is to actually call and reach out and do the DMs and find out why they're showing up in the first place. I couldn't agree more. I love that acronym, ACE. That's a great acronym. Hmm. Uh, one of the things that we do when we uh, do engagements with our, our partners is uh, we have a pre-event engagement process where we're mm -hmm. 
emailing, texting, even interviewing a segment of the audience to do exactly that so that we can take that back and improve the experience for the clients and also uh, craft the uh, the offering and the messaging and the sales process. So it goes along. Yeah. I think that's the secret sauce, honestly. It is. I, think, I think event leaders who do that come out way, way further ahead than event leaders who don't do that, that preparation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it makes more sense to have the sales team do it than you personally doing it as event host, right? Because the sales team are the ones that are in, if it's virtual, they're in the chat, they're in the coaching rooms. If it's in person, they're going to obviously be in the room. They're already starting to build rapport and relationship. And that's what you need to then support them and going, oh, okay. Yeah. This is the right next step for me. And I've already had this relationship with Rudy. Rudy already knows my situation. Rudy, like, help me out. How do we make this happen? Because I'm not seeing it. And then you can come back and you go, yeah, I got you. What if we do da, 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 da. And you're like, oh, fantastic. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. So for some of the people that are out there that um, maybe they're just not quite ready per se to have someone like you come in and, and do everything for them. I know it's one of your key aspects. I, I understand that you do some consulting as well. Can you talk to us a little bit about the consulting aspects of your business? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have a couple of consulting peeps that are like, I don't necessarily need you on site. I'm going to be doing you know, a smaller event. It's like 20 people, but I need these four pillars that you were discussing earlier, right? Like I need to make sure that I, I know how my audience is going to show up and I need you to walk me through what a ticket map would look like and how I can sell more tickets and how I can get them to show up. And what is the game plan for that? I need you to take a look at my offer. I need you to take a look at how I can have additional revenue streams or take a look at my budget and like having my eye on it. I kid you not, Rudy. I ended up looked at somebody's hotel contract and there was a clause in there. This was before they signed, thankfully. Um, but there was a clause in there that would have made them pay an additional $15,000 for no reason, just because the hotel was like going, oh, well, that's just in case. You know, it, we're just going to put that on there just in case you go over your food and beverage. We already have the money. I was like, no, 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 you don't need that. Take it out, right? So saving them money is a huge thing. There are so many vendors out there of step and repeat banners and pop-up banners and, you know, print and stuff, um, AV companies. I can take a look at anybody's and I can go, okay, yes, you need this. No, you don't need that. Why are they charging you for this? So on and so forth, just to help reduce the cost. So that alone, you know, saving 15,000 on, on a hotel contract, saving 5,000 here, 10,000 here, you know, pays for itself and then some. And we can do that all from just a consulting perspective. If you have team already that can support you on site, we can help you, you know, take a look at what are the key pieces of those four sections? What's most coming up for you right now? And then dive in deep into those pieces. Yeah, sounds like a winning proposition. You know, oftentimes, um, what costs us more money is the mistakes we make rather than the, than the gain at the event. It sounds like working with you and your consulting can help avoid the pretty costly mistakes that you've learned over the last 10 years. <laughs> Just a few. 
Yes, the few, yeah. So yeah. Shay, uh, you generously put together a really special gift for our audience today. I'm really excited to share that with our audience. Would you mind uh, going through that with us and how they can get that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it was actually in conversation with you that we um, designed this specifically for your audience. So it is the High Profit Event Playbook, and it goes into the four different power plays that I mentioned earlier. So um, taking a look at the attendance and listing out all the ways that you can sell more tickets and how do you get people to show up. Uh, taking a look at the sales, where your offer and how do you convert more people and the price points, the revenue streams, the event budget. So um, as we're rolling this out, you can keep going back to highprofitevents.com and we're going to continue to put different you know, PDFs on there on each of the four opportunities. Uh, the first one's already done, the attendance one, because I know everybody has questions about attendance. So you can go to highprofitevents.com. You can click on the attendance one and then see all the different ways of how you can sell more tickets, get more people to show up and some other resources to support you along the way. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. We'll be sure to include that highprofitevents.com here in our show notes as well to go along with the uh, with uh, today's recording. So uh, Shay, as we wrap up here, just the last couple of minutes that we have, any final words or comments you want to leave with our audience? Yeah, I think it would be make sure that you are taking a look at the numbers. So I was connecting with somebody on social uh, just earlier today. And I'm like, okay, tell me, tell me what are the numbers? Anytime you speak to somebody, what is your conversion rate? So on and so forth. And if you don't know your numbers, then we're not building business based on the numbers. And it's all a system, right? So you can, if you have the numbers, it allows us to then reverse engineer everything else so that we can go ahead and step in and support you so that you can stay in your zone of genius. And then we can take over how we can 10X your numbers from there. Awesome. Know your numbers. So I'm taking away. You got to know your numbers. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. So thank you, Shay, for being a guest on our show today. And for our listeners, uh, be sure to check out Shay Wheat uh, and her company if you have an upcoming event. And also definitely go download those free those free giveaways at the High Profit Event, uh, highprofitevents.com, which will be here in the show notes. Thank you again, Shay. Thanks thank for being you on. so much. Appreciate uh, you. Great episode today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over 100 people and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind tech programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com, click on the podcast tab and submit an application to be on our show. Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review, and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15-minute uh, consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.